Welcome to the Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of seven angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes, and you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello, my friends. This is Dr. Sarah Townley back on the Diabetes Revolution podcast. How is your summer going? Yes, I love summer for many reasons. I love the ability to just go outside. That is my favorite part. I love going outside. Right now, it's June, so it's not real hot yet, and it's beautiful outside. It's green. I live in the eastern side of Montana, so it can get pretty dry in the summer, but we're still in our green season, and it just makes me so happy, especially when I look outside and I see Imogene, who's almost three, jumping on the trampoline with a chicken under each arm. (laughs) Yes, she actually does do that. (laughs) It's quite an interesting sight. Just cracks us all up. She turns three this weekend, and all of my girls have loved holding the chickens. And they will chase them around, grab them up, and then just squeeze them so lovingly, but a little bit too tight. <laughs> uh, okay, so today I am super excited to talk to you about some new information I've been learning. Before I dive into all of the juicy details, though, I do want to remind you that if you haven't already listened to one of my very first episodes about the disease process of type 2 diabetes, please go do that. I want you to go back to the beginning. There's a podcast called What is Happening in My Body from September of 2021. And that is going to be kind of the full Reader's Digest version of the disease process of type 2 diabetes. But today I want to explain to you a much more simplified version of this because sometimes what's simple is more powerful. So In that old episode, I explain what has taken me a lot of studying from people like Dr. Jason Fung and Dr. Ben Bickman and other scientists and experts that I learned from to fully understand about the disease process of insulin resistance. And I break that down for you in a way that makes sense. Okay, this is a logical thing. It's not a mystery, But I will tell you that none of what I teach in that episode is information I cite from medical references. Because remember, most trained medical professionals don't learn the true disease process of type 2 diabetes as a disease of high insulin levels, fatty liver, or fatty pancreas. And as a self-described lifelong nerd, I continue to devour new information about this disease and related topics like human metabolism, you know, diet, lifestyle. And lately, I've been super turned on by concepts I'm learning from someone named Marty Kendall with Optimizing Nutrition. 
I'm so excited to have found his body of work because it brings new perspective to ideas that I've known and applied for many years in a way that makes what I know more effective, more potent, so that I can help myself and my clients and people that I love, like my family and my friends. I'm just really loving how simply he describes insulin resistance as a problem of energy toxicity. What does that mean, right? Well, in its most basic form, insulin resistance develops when the body has maxed out its ability to store excess energy and it's having difficulty dealing with additional excess energy coming into the body through the mouth. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit more. Basically, what's happening is you're running out of storage space and you're still eating more energy than your body needs. And it's usually coming in in the form that our body wants to turn it into storage, like carbohydrates and fats, okay? So if you already have maxed out your storage sites, like your body fat and your glycogen stores, I'm going to tell you more about that in a minute, and you're still eating more carbohydrates and fats than your body can use right now, it's going to want to turn those into a storage form and store them. But if you don't have space, it has a really hard time doing that. Okay, so we are all designed to be able to store excess energy by turning glucose into glycogen to stash in the liver and in the muscle. And this is for like our short-term supply when we're not eating, you know, like when we're going to sleep or in between meals. And we're designed to store excess dietary carbs and fat as body fat for long-term supply, like when there's no food or not enough food for long periods of time. You know, think about how we evolved when we had seasons of the year where there wasn't a lot of food around like winter, we needed to subsist on our long-term body fat stores to survive. Those are the two ways we store energy in the body. We store it as glucose in the form of glycogen, and we store it as fat in our body fat. I like to describe our glycogen as cash in the wallet and our body fat as the savings account in the bank. Our body prefers to burn glucose over fat when it's available. Just like using cash in our wallet is easier to access than our savings account at the bank, right? If we always have cash in the wallet, we're rarely going to visit the bank to withdraw and replenish our cash supply. So if the body has ready access to glucose or its, you know, stored form, which is glycogen, it won't want to tap into its long-term fat supply for energy. This is what happens to most people living in food-rich countries. The body's always running off glucose and repleting glycogen stores at mealtime. So because of this, most people are slowly storing fat and rarely get the opportunity to use or burn stored fat. And that is why it's common to gain a few pounds or, you know, 10 pounds a year. And then over time, like 10 to 20 years, 
you're putting on or accumulating a substantial amount of weight. So as you're living off of glucose and glycogen stores and accumulating your fat stores, your body eventually can reach its max capacity for stored body fat. So this max capacity is called your personal fat threshold, and it's determined mostly by your genetic programming. You know, some people can store hundreds of pounds of body fat, and some people can't. And why is that? That's always been so interesting to me. Well, it's mostly to do with our genes, which control how many fat cells your body will allow you to create. Okay, so let's go back to this concept of energy toxicity. So Marty explains in his teachings, and by the way, he has a new book that just came out that I'm totally devouring. (laughs) Um, It's called Big Fat Keto Lies, and I can link to it in the show notes. He explains that you have two fuel tanks in your blood. You have a glucose fuel tank and you have a blood fat fuel tank, right? Because we can burn both for energy. So both of those are in our blood. And it's so fascinating to me that in the entire body's blood supply, you can only hold about five grams of sugar or about a teaspoon. It makes me think about like a can of Mountain Dew that has like 55 grams of sugar in it or like a grande Starbucks caramel frappuccino has about 54 grams of sugar in it. Like your entire blood supply can only hold five grams. (laughs) So then I'm like, where the heck else is that 50 grams of sugar going to go? And think of this, where is it going to go if both your sugar stores, your glycogen, And your fat stores are maxed out. Now, are you getting the picture of what energy toxicity is? I actually think this example is perfect for illustrating how we are not designed for this modern standard American diet. So what's going on for a person who has insulin resistance is that they have run out of space to store energy and they are still over consuming energy. They're eating or drinking more energy than their body can burn in real time. So it spills over into the bloodstream as high blood sugar and high blood fats like triglycerides and your cholesterol. What's so beautiful about conceptualizing insulin resistance as energy toxicity is that the solution appears quite simple as well. And we can learn something really, really helpful with this model. Okay, so Marty explains that we need to stop refilling both fuel tanks so that we can access stored energy and burn it off. So how do we do that? Well, we're going to be reducing both our carb and our fat intake while focusing on nutrient-dense foods. These are going to be rich in proteins and micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. Okay, they're whole foods that God and nature made for us to consume. (laughs) So we're still gonna be eating real food. I find it interesting that we rarely encounter foods in nature that have both carbohydrate and fat together, right? So nuts, olives, avocados, they're rich in fat, but they have pretty low carbohydrate content. And then when you look at starchy veggies, 
grains, fruits. They're really rich in carbohydrate, but pretty low in fat. So where we're getting into trouble is with food rich in both carbs and fats, like very energy-dense food combos, which is unnatural and apparently very pleasurable in foods that we tend to way overeat, like pizza, ice cream, french fries, right? All that stuff. With these, it's easy to eat way more energy than we require. Plus, They refill both fuel tanks, and it takes a long time to burn that off. If we were to focus on eating more protein and fresh vegetables and keep our carbs low and our fat intake moderate, we could burn down our blood glucose and fats in our blood so that we can access stored energy while staying satiated and providing plenty of nutrients. It makes a lot of sense. So let's look at that a little more closely so you can actually go do this if you want to apply this. So we're eating protein-rich foods like chicken, fish, pork, beef, and seafood. Also, if you can tolerate it, dairy like cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. And we're letting go of excess fat like handfuls of nuts, you know, spoonfuls of peanut butter, extra cream, heaping piles of cheese and guacamole, all those things that I definitely was overeating until I read this book, okay? I realized I was eating way more fat than I needed, and this was necessitating longer fasts for me. We're still sparing on carbs and definitely no refined carbohydrate. Okay, so we're not having sugar and flour, and then we're sparing on starchy vegetables or grains or beans. And we're providing plenty of deliciously prepared vegetables in fresh salads. We're eating veggies roasted or air fried in delicious seasonings and however else you like to enjoy them, you know, like riced cauliflower or mashed with butter. These are all still really important for us to keep in our diet because they're so rich in micronutrients like vitamins and minerals. We're still eating when we're hungry and stopping when we're satisfied, and we're still avoiding snacking. So that is in a nutshell what it looks like to eat this way so that you don't refill both your fuel tanks at mealtime And that allows you to access your stored energy faster. And this lets you deplete your storage so that you are not energy toxic. This was quite powerful for me to apply. Not only did it cause me to drop a lot of weight quickly, even as I'm closing in to the last 10 pounds of body fat, but it gave me logic and rationale to choose easily to let go of fat, okay? (laughs) When you understand why something works, it brings purpose to your decisions and it helps you avoid feeling restricted and deprived, right? I'm choosing right now to burn my body fat instead of eating this whole avocado, for example. And I believe in simplicity and this way of understanding diabetes as an energy toxicity disease is as simple as it gets. Now, it's not the whole story. So again, please go back and listen to that first podcast episode called What is Happening in My Body that I mentioned earlier. 
But this construct is so simple to understand that it helps inform what to do about it. And that can lead to some pretty powerful action. Now, we like to think that we are logical beings, right? As long as we know the reason why, that we understand, and we can do something about it. But the truth is that we are actually emotional beings, okay? We are driven by our emotions. We take action or inaction from how we're feeling. And so even though we like to think we're logical, we're not going to consistently do something that we don't feel good about. And so if you're a person who can hear this and it makes sense to you and you would love to apply that, but then when you go to do it, you're consistently feeling resistance to it, like you don't want to, or you have a really strong emotional attachment to some other foods that aren't going to help you reach your goals. You find yourself cheating on your diet and then feeling really discouraged and beating yourself up for that. That's super normal. Most of my clients have some degree of that. And I actually have many clients, like even this week, someone hired me specifically for help with that because they feel so out of control and powerless around their dietary habits. Even though they understand what to do, they're still having a really hard time getting themselves to do it consistently enough to make progress or to reach their goals. And so if that sounds like you, then you need more support. And that is what I do in my coaching practice. If that sounds like something you want to explore, please go to my website, saratownley.com and fill out the application to work with me. And we can get together on a free console and talk about what that would look like. I am so grateful that I got to explain this to you. I hope you go out and use it. And you, I'm not kidding you guys. You can see some pretty rapid, dramatic results if you are consistent. So that's my gift to you today. And I will see you on the next podcast. Okay, don't leave yet. You're gonna wanna hear about this. If you love my podcast, if I'm the only sane voice you found on this subject, If I've already helped you, you need to check out my online course. It's a start-to-finish, step-by-step video course that teaches you all the tools you need to know to beat this disease. You can find it on my website, saratownley.com, along with lots of other free tools that will make taking care of your diabetes so much easier. So get over there right now. See you there.